Welcome to a new episode of Ready to Launch, a special series in collaboration between Riada, a Wilson Center podcast, and the straight-up startup with Raja Isahouri in Amman, Jordan. I'm your co-host, Marissa Khurma, director of the Middle East program. We're turning towards social and sustainability-focused entrepreneurs this month to learn more about how the startup world is also buzzing with men and women driven by important social, economic, or environmental causes. Today, we're very fortunate to be speaking with two impressive young women who run their own startups. Noor Abujbara, an industrial engineer from Jordan, who in 2021 founded SHE, a social, human, and economic empowerment hub that helps individuals to reach empowerment through mentorship, consultation, and training services. It specifically targets women and NGOs that are women that are working on women empowerment projects. And also with us today is Hanan Shaheen, who's the co-founder and CEO of Bloom, Jordan's first try-before-you-buy startup. In 2014, Hanan also launched The Atelier, the first eco-friendly event planning company in the MENA region. Noor and Hanan, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Noor, I'm going to start with you um, to basically uh, ask you how you all started with She. Tell us more about your enterprise and what inspired you to do this. Thank you so much, uh, Marista, for this uh, great introduction. And thank you also for the kind in, uh, invitation uh, for us uh, for this podcast. Uh, well, um, you uh, you gave me a great introduction at the beginning, so I will start um, from it. Uh, my journey started, to be honest, with she, uh, which, um, which, which an abbreviation for social hum- human economic empowerment. It started during my master's study. Um, I studied master's in innovation and entrepreneurship. And in that time, um, I, uh, my dissertation or my thesis was focusing on women economic empowerment through entrepreneurship. From, uh, so from that time, uh, to be honest, I started searching more and more uh, regarding the uh, economic empowerment for, uh, for women and how uh, entrepreneurship uh, is part of the economic empowerment and is part of uh, the major um, uh, homeworks and the major uh, things that um, women focus in order to reach uh, to the economic sustainability. Uh, so I started with uh, this research and um, the research itself increased my uh, uh, linkage with, with the area itself, uh, knowing that also um, it, uh, it came from um, a challenge uh, I faced, for example, at that time I completed my master's um, uh, in the UK. Uh, so at that time uh, I faced certain ch- challenges, I knew myself more and so on. So uh, going uh, through uh, that experience, uh, to be honest, I valued the concept of empowerment and having people uh, that helped me at that time. Uh, so going through the cycle itself of she, so uh, the cycle of she starts with the um, uh, personal empowerment and the economy, uh, the social empowerment and finally the economic empowerment. So uh, the the cycle and the model of she, it's inspired by both by passion, 
by experience and uh, uh, by uh, research. So from that time, uh, you can say that time was in 2018, uh, the idea started to um, be formalized uh, more and more uh, and day by day. Uh, so uh, after the, the master's um, and after I have written maybe business plan in this idea, I started to test the business model. Uh, so um, I pitched the idea in uh, one of the um, uh, social innovation competitions with the Dot, uh, Joe and GIZ. And I won at that time um, uh, the third place, uh, which helped me uh, to um, test the model of she and the concept of she uh, through uh, recording a series of videos regarding the concepts of women empowerment and the concept of social empowerment, uh, personal empowerment, and um, financial and economic empowerment. Uh, so from that time, to be honest, um, I started growing and modifying the, the model uh, until today. Uh, so today, um, if I want uh, to brief what is she, she is an empowerment hub that helps individuals to reach empowerment. Uh, but what's special in she is the unique model that starts with the personal empowerment, familial empowerment, social empowerment, and uh, finally the economic and uh, financial empowerment. So it's a cycle. Uh, that help women uh, to reach at the end uh, uh, the empowerment. And what I say always that um, empowerment, you know, we, we all need empowerment in our life and empowerment does not uh, come from de-empowerment. I mean, there's no need to be de-empowered to need empowerment. Empowerment is about uh, helping each other uh, and helping ourselves. And the concept behind uh, empowerment is helping women to reach to a point to take the decision to empower herself. So empowerment, um, it's a you-centered thing uh, that uh, starts with a decision from women. So what I do is to help women to reach that decision to empower them Themselves at the end, um, wow. the current the current services uh, that I offer, I started with offering uh, general services like mentorship sessions and training courses mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. to help women, يعني, to open their uh, own businesses. But the difference is the cycle itself. So we don't go through uh, the, the 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 entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial economic and financial concepts before before we uh, discuss a certain. Um, uh, personal empowerment uh, concepts, how to increase her self-confidence, how to take decisions, how to know herself, and so on. Then we uh, start um, uh, discussing uh, aspects related to social empowerment, so how to create the balance between her uh, professional and uh, social life, uh, how to do, uh, how to manage or uh, to manage the expectations and the obliga obligations that she has uh, in her family uh, and so mm -hmm. on. And after that, we um, start uh, tackling that tailored uh, um, business and entrepreneurial um, material uh, or yeah. concepts uh, and here the difference became so when we reach uh, when we target for example home business home based businesses uh, the content of the entrepreneurial aspect will differ uh, and sometimes we offer these services for uh, for women yeah, employees in general sure. and corporates so yeah uh, this is this is really interesting and really fascinating uh and I love the comprehensiveness of uh, the cycle that uh, that you've just described. Um, in fact, um, 
you know, by starting with, with self-empowerment, you're really helping um, young uh, girls and women to exercise um, leadership, to have agency. And that's uh, very often a missing um, component uh, where a lot of the research out there always showcases that there is a crisis of confidence when it comes to women and the job market. Um, you know, the, there's hesitation to start a business sometimes because of this lack of uh, confidence um, or hesitation to even apply for funding, hesitation to apply for a job if not all the qualifications are met. So this is truly um, a much needed um, uh, um, intervention. Uh, so it's it's really interesting work. Uh, before we move forward, I'm, I'm curious to hear how um, you know you've evolved with the various models. But I want to turn to Hanan to also um, give you a chance to tell us a little bit more about your story with Bloom or even the atelier. Uh, but what was it like um, to start a business, um, and what drove you? to um, basically enter the entrepreneurship world. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for having me. Um, to answer the question, actually, is um, the answer is simply, I just wanted to find my place in this world. <laughs> um, so I studied architecture. I've always, I, I have always been fascinated by the power of creation. Uh, I like creating experiences in general, um, regardless if it's a painting or it's an event or it's um, maybe a discussion. Um, so again, I graduated, uh, I studied architecture. I love what I studied, but I did not want to be the employee because this, is, was, this was the only option I had. Uh, so I was trying to find a place for myself. Um, as, as, as a person who wants to create experiences. And I went through multiple experiences where I volunteered um, in Peru, for example, to just find an answer. I worked in costume design and um, I, I, I was a salesperson. I literally tried all the jobs in the world um, and I couldn't find what I wanted. And this is maybe what led me to start my first business which uh, is an eco-friendly event planning uh, company that was uh, that used to upcycle waste into affordable luxury events. So my first startup led me to my second one. Yeah, uh, that's how it goes. Yeah, so during my first one, all I wanted is to find me, honestly, to be, to be really honest about it. Um, but while finding yourself, while, while doing this, uh, uh, when you have your business, um, and you don't have a fixed pay, uh, you have to work for it every single day, which means if you do not improve as a person, which, um, which is connected to what Noor was talking about, if you do not grow as a person, you are unable to grow your career, which means you are unable to grow the business. And the more I was exploring myself through this first startup, I knew more about the startup world, the difference between a business and a startup, the difference between having a nice business and a scalable one, uh, which um, made me go through multiple entrepreneurial programs like She Entrepreneurs, where I got to know more about SDGs, for example, um, uh, which led me at, in, in, in 2021 to start my second startup, which is Bloom, because I realized I want a more scalable business. 
um, because my first one was not, honestly. It was more like a business rather than a startup. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was enrolled with uh, Founder Institute, the accelerator. I was actually volunteering with them to recruit founders when I suddenly re- realized that I don't want to recruit you guys. I want to be you. Yeah. <laughs> so I just uh, decided to close the first business. Uh, and I had a client, so I just told her to come take whatever I, I, I offered her in as a service to buy everything that she, that she needs, which was a really good deal for her. Mm-hmm. And I just closed the first business and I started the second one. Um, and I, it, it started evolving. It started as, a, as an idea to simply make, um, sorry, that's my son, to make shopping easier. Um, especially online shopping because during the pandemic and this is where we started it was not easy to do online shopping and Mm -hmm. we had the idea to have outlets online Uh, during the program we got to evolve the idea more where we realized there's a bigger gap in e-commerce uh, infrastructure, mm-hmm. which is the uh, return part. Mm-hmm. So we decided to offer our customers the opportunity to try cust- uh, to try items before actually paying for them, oh. uh, which is the idea of the try before you mm-hmm. buy that enables you as a un- uh, customer who shops online to try multiple sizes of the same item. We deliver it to your doorstep and only then you pay for what looks gorgeous on you. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is the uh, new startup that I'm working on. Yeah, that, uh, that's it. That's uh, no, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Hanan, for sharing. Um, and uh, I, I hear a common theme um, in your story and Noor's story about um, your journeys of self-discovery. You know the challenges that you faced, but also the commitment and dedication to um, to try different things um, in this journey uh, of self-discovery. Um, and, uh, I guess, you know, with, in your case, you know, with Noor's case, um, creating sheet to help others, um, and in your case, benefiting from, from that, uh, service, but also taking it a step further, uh, to keep at it. And that's really, um, sort of the formula of entrepreneurship. It's a lot of it is trial and error. Um, so I'm going to turn now to, to just ask you guys about, um, some of the, um, major challenges that you faced um, in the ecosystem that you think need to be addressed in terms of whether it's registering your business or finding capital. Those are often some of the challenges that are named. Um, But what specific challenges did you face? Um, And then we'll get to who should who should really be working to address some of these challenges or some of these barriers in the ecosystem? Noor, I'll start with you. Uh, thank you, Marissa. Um, well, um, in general, uh, there are certain common uh, challenges uh, for um, like entrepreneurs, um, whether they are males or females. And sometimes there are um, um, challenges uh, that um, affect uh, women. 
in specific. Um, for myself, uh, and I'll start in general um, as she, maybe the um, the most challenging um, thing is finding uh, the resources uh, in general, whether it's financial resources or like human capital who can wake and commit uh, or believe on the area itself. Uh, so um, maybe securing these things uh, was uh, challenging uh, in general. Uh, in addition, sometimes to accessing to beneficiaries uh, 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 or yeah, reaching the right uh, targeted audience, uh, it was a challenge. Uh, but however, after uh, you network, uh, after... Um, you link uh, yourself with the right bill, uh, the network, it increases uh, and things um, become uh, cle clearer uh, for you. Uh, but in general, um, finding the resources um, is a challenge. Uh, and you hear, here you mean financial resources? So financial finance? and yeah. in addition, human capital or human resources, yani mm -hmm. people work with you, uh, mm -hmm. believe on your idea, uh, and um, like commit with you uh, for a certain period. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so yeah, this is uh, a challenge. Uh, in general, um, yani since yani I work on, on a business incubator as well, uh, also there are a huge, yani or another uh, uh, many uh, challenges that uh, faces entrepreneurs in terms of accessing to finance, uh, accessing new markets, um, uh, in addition to the, in finding the right resources as well. Um, access to finance, uh, sometimes it's a challenge also uh, for women uh, because um, many of the um, maybe venture capital or investment activities, uh, it needs to have... Um, uh, more gender lens, uh, so uh, to have certain quotas or to to um, to include a certain number of women to to benefit uh, from uh, these um, uh, investments. However, there are many uh, customized programs that are rising currently. To be honest, uh, who are focusing uh, more on uh, women mm -hmm. and helping. Uh, women-led startups yeah. uh, as well. Uh, but unfortunately, يعني, the, the percentage of women uh, who um, يعني, have investment is usually uh, less than uh, men. Uh, so for example, yeah. uh, for two years, there's an increase of 80, uh, 28, sorry, uh, percent of uh, investment for women-led startups. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a huge um, uh, area of improvement that uh, should be uh, taken into consideration um, uh, regarding investment um, uh, and so on. So this is the general uh, things or the general challenges, challenges. Uh, yeah. that uh, we fa face uh, and I faced. Uh, mm -hmm, for me mm -hmm. as well, maybe um, the last thing that I want to mention uh, regarding the registration of social uh, enterprises. Mm. Um, not all our countries are familiar with this concept. Absolutely. Uh, so a registration 
organization form that combines the profit um, uh, organizations, corporates, and the non-profit uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs more improvement and needs more uh, more um, work because at the end, social enterprise, uh, it's a profitable organization, but uh, the point of the dividends, so um, uh, the uh, the profits, a part of them, uh, can be distributed to um, to the founders and the rest right. shall be uh, yeah, and you get back to to the business itself. Yeah. So having this formula um, uh, lacks, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. in other countries. That that's a really good point, and that's why I asked about registration. Uh, and I'm sure you had to fill out um, multiple uh, documents uh, that belong to different ministries. Uh, but that's a really good point. Thank you, uh, Noor, for that. Hanan, what about you? If you were to name um, one or two um, challenges slash barriers um, that you faced that you think others face as well, um, what 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 are they? So for me, um, the first barrier, if, if, if we're speaking of a first-time founder, for example, you, you don't know what you don't know. So you have this dream, but you don't know how to build it. And building a startup is, is a game. The problem is we just don't know the rules. Uh, and for me, it took me a long time, around six years, to actually know the rules and play by the game. Um, so this is the challenge for founders. There are programs that can help you. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the second challenge is this boy crying now. <laughs> um, yep. I, 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 I understand completely. <laughs> okay, I Go ahead. Now, but uh, obviously it's here. <laughs> so some challenges uh, are just balancing between what you have at home and what's, what's going on in life. And in my case, it's my seven months son <laughs> who decides to cry now. Uh, the third one, in terms of regulations, I will uh, talk about what Noor was talking about in terms of registering a company. Uh, first of all, it's not clear for us as founders uh, which regulations should we follow. Should I have a limited liability company? Should it be? Uh, should I be the solo founder? Uh, how much should I pay? Yeah. Uh, it's worth it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Then when we want to have co-founders or investors, I do not think that the, the current registration laws are, are uh, founder friendly. Right. Uh, for example, if, if I want to have an investment, uh, the, uh, the current law will only allow me to have uh, a shareholder uh, investment, which is fixed equity which is very bad, mm-hmm. which is like the worst deal a founder can have, which yeah, means yeah. that for founders, it's much better to register outside of Jordan. And it's sad right. for us because I want is, to be a Jordanian startup. Which is what's happening with a lot of Jordanians who, are, who want to start uh, their own business, actually. Yes. Exactly. So for me, I have this com- conflict of, do I want to be the Jordanian startup? Yes, I do. But honestly, the regulations of registering a company are not... Friendly, so I'll have to just go out. Yeah. So maybe this is one of the main issues that yeah. is uh, the reason why many startups are out. Jordanian startups are not in Jordan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's a really good point as well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing. Now that we've named the um, main challenges that you guys faced, um, Noor and Hanan, who should be 
working on addressing some of these barriers? Is it the government uh, solely? Is it uh, the private sector in collaboration with the government? Noor? Um, uh, to be honest, يعني, from my point of view, uh, we all shall work together to solve the, يعني, these challenges. It's not about the government sector uh, only, the private, the private sector, the government sector, uh, and sometimes also startups and MSMEs uh, also contribute to, to, to sol- يعني, in solving this uh, kind of uh, program. Uh, however, maybe the power, uh, the control, um, uh, come come from uh, the government uh, sector um, uh, in general. Uh, so um, I think it's a, a combined effort between the private and the uh, government sector. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The private sector, maybe sometimes they contribute um, uh, with the money, with the initiative, with with implementing the initiative. Mm-hmm. However, the government sector, uh, they need to facilitate uh, the work uh, to create uh, uh, an umbrella that everyone or every sector works under it uh, yeah. to uh, facilitate the work, to control uh, and manage uh, the work that is done regarding entrepreneurship uh, in a way uh, that prevents duplication of work. Um, Before two years, and to be honest, Jordan is one of the emerging markets uh, and the developing markets in um, in the entrepreneurial uh, like scene. Uh, there's a huge movement um, uh, on it. But to be honest, uh, يعني, before two years, there were a lot of um, uh, duplicated work on entrepreneurship and so on. So uh, same um, programs with similar people, uh, same beneficiaries. Um, are uh, are working uh, on the same thing, uh, but now I can see somehow there's uh, a change in, in managing the work and creating that kind of um, uh, facilitating between efforts, so we prevent duplication and we uh, maximize the benefit uh, for uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, from my point of view, as I, I as I said. Uh, government for facilitating the work, um, uh, building partnerships, uh, external partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes also bringing funds and the private sector to bring more funds as well and apply these kind of uh, initiatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and um, uh, especially given how small the market is in Jordan. So uh, could the government and the private sector facilitating access to markets and access to capital, and of course, addressing the barriers that both of you mentioned. Hanan, uh, what do you think? Who um, who should really address some of these barriers? Um, do you agree with uh, Noor's assessment? Are there other players in the ecosystem that can be part of the solution? I definitely agree with Noor. Uh, I would also maybe uh, emphasize on the fact that it's our job as founders to ask for it. If I don't ask for it, I shouldn't expect to get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's a really good point um, uh, as well. And uh, the, the communication has to continue also uh, between those who are um, doing the work in the entrepreneurship ecosystem, such as um, yourselves, um, as well as uh, the government and the private sector. Um, and um, very often um, those channels are either lacking or 
it's very much based on um, the initiative of, of entrepreneurs. At least that's what I've been hearing uh, from a lot of um, uh, entrepreneurs that I've interviewed uh, throughout the last six months uh, with uh, Rajai. So, um, Noor, we're going to wrap up with uh, the before you launch words of wisdom. So any key learnings from this incredible journey that you've talked about and your experience um, that you want to share with others um, and, uh, and give advice to budding entrepreneurs, especially men and women? Uh, perfect. Well, uh, we all you know, usually learn um, from each other. Uh, so um, maybe the things that I want to share is uh, is based on my um, uh, experience, but uh, I'm sure there are like more and more um, uh, advice uh, for uh, for entrepreneurs. Um, for me, uh, my advice and which I always remind myself uh, on it is to believe in ourselves uh, more and more uh, and to challenge ourselves to go out our comfort zone, um, uh, to be flexible, adaptable, uh, to make the change is, is, um, is our uh, maybe rule. So uh, the change in ourselves, the change in our businesses in, uh, and the change in our business models and so on. So it's the base, the change it's the base uh, of um, uh, of our life. Um, also, um, one of the important thing is to improve ourselves more and more and to focus on ourselves uh, because at the end, uh, يعني, the rule is uh, ideas may come and go, but the base is ourselves and uh, our skills. So uh, to really invest in ourselves and to build our network uh, as well, uh, it will be beneficial um, uh, a lot for uh, uh, for for the startup as well uh, also to build good relationships with people um, and I do believe in this point uh, it's not about only money and so on uh, we have to have that kind of discipline uh, kind of um, commitment and kind of manner uh, when we uh, deal with any entity or any person uh, so what matters is uh, the impression that we leave um, uh, and people um, and finally to expose ourselves um, as much as we can um, and widen our uh, vision so um, uh, to meet new people to explore new markets uh, to, you know, to increase the exposure of ourselves and the business uh, as well thank you so much Noor I really like that I like your emphasis on the self um, as well as building relationships Hanan I'll turn to you for key lessons learned uh, that you have basically picked up along the way that you want to share with others? Any words of wisdom? Uh, for me, I think in general, uh, I see a lot of founders are so attached to the idea that they have and they just don't want to share it with anyone. Um, like they're afraid someone might steal my idea or copy mm. it. I think ideas are cheap. They're actually the cheapest. <laughs> and usually the idea that you'd start with is so far away from the end product that you end up with. So um, what, what would make any founder make it um, is the team. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what kind of idea you have, if you have the right team to do it, you will make it. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know you will. Mm -hmm. uh, so stop focusing on being the superhero who has the best idea. Mm -hmm. Just 
belong to the right team who have mm-hmm. a mediocre idea. Uh, and I like, if, if you keep persisting on it at the end, you will make it. This is my um, advice. Thank you. Thank you. I love that too. Again, emphasis on um, your team, the people and uh, relationships uh, and um, and sharing with others um, as well. Thank you so much uh, to both of you, uh, Noor Abujbara and Hanan Shaheen for this um, really interesting and enriching conversation. Good luck to you with all that you do. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us on Riada. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you for having us. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Department of State.